0: You're listening to The Interview. In-depth retailer interviews with inspirational people. Hosted by Ben Bland, brought to you by The Retail Exchange, in association with Retail Focus magazine and Visual Thinking, inspiring retail performance. Customers don't come much more passionate than football fans, football supporters, which is why Juventus, within the last three years, has really started to focus on its retail offering. And I'm delighted to say Silvio Vigato, who is uh, head of brand licensing and retail at Juventus, joins me. Silvio, good to see you. So just tell me, is it a ready-made model that is absolutely guaranteed success because of the loyalty of the customers that you are trying to sell to? Well, Ben, it's
1: not it's not that easy. Unfortunately, of course. <laughs> I mean, we're in a quite a complex industry. You use the word customers. Uh, yes, they are customers for us. But think of them as fans. So, so they are people who are actually supporting the club, uh, giving their passion, uh, cheering, and then maybe be frustrated about the result. There's a lot of emotions uh, in this whole thing and you have to deal with them. So you cannot have the freedom of uh, selling them whatever you want, uh, telling them whatever you want. You have to take into consideration what's happening on the pitch and what is the emotional outcome of that. So uh, yeah, it is great because of course uh, you have them really coming to you. But on the other hand, uh, it's really hard to, to fulfill their the dreams. Of course, the prices are always high and uh, they don't get the thing they want. Uh, every time you come up with a New Jersey, uh, the previous one was better than the other. So it, it's not easy because, because of this uh, passion. So this passion, it, it's a great thing on one hand, on the other hand, uh, can really be something difficult to manage.
0: Even if your customer base, your fan base doesn't necessarily guarantee success in in retail, what about your brand ambassadors? Because when you're connected to a football team, you have an entire squad of people who have high social media profiles. Each of them has a large fan base personally. How much do you use that on the retail side at Juventus? They are ambassador as long as they play for your club.
1: So, you know, it it depends. Uh, We have had for the past few years, uh, a good bunch of uh, players. Uh, They are phenomenal assets. Uh, We can really, uh, sometimes we can use uh, them, sometimes not. Um, What we're trying to do right now is trying to build on the real ambassadors, which are our legends. So we do have a program uh, of famous players who have now retired that are really our ambassadors, uh, and especially they can uh, be uh, even better connected uh, with our targets uh, internationally than the current ones. So think about how it was like Italian soccer 15 years ago. Uh, it was, let's say, the best championship in the world. Right now, uh, that championship has lost ground over the years uh, to the favor of, of course, the Premier League uh, and the Spanish Liga. So, Maybe you have players that used to play for Juventus uh, like 15 years ago. Think about, uh, yeah, big names such as, uh, I don't know, like i from Platini to Mm. (laughs) uh, Del Piero to Zidane. Uh, There are many who are really, uh, who used to really be famous in the past.
0: That strikes me as something that is quite commonplace in retail, is trying to build on the heritage of a brand and its history. And it gives a feeling of of something that's been around and is trusted and people feel a connection to. With that in mind, what are the things that sports retail has about it that are unique, that perhaps other retailers could learn from? We're fairly new to this world.
1: Uh, We've been setting up our own stores uh, just three years ago. So it's a quite steep uh, learning curve for us. Uh, What I can say is that uh, it is quite a complex, uh, a complex industry where from a physical retail standpoint, uh, you act on a very local basis. So it's your city. So the city where the club is, and maybe a few others around. As Juventus, we're quite lucky because uh, we are by far the, uh, most followed club in our domestic market. Uh, not as much uh, on an international basis compared to other big clubs such as, uh, I mean, in Real Madrid. But um, so you're, you're playing uh, on a physical basis at, at a very local level. And then the international part is left, of course, uh, to our e-commerce operation. So it, it is difficult to say what other what the retail world can really learn from us. I think that uh, if there is a learning, uh, is. Uh, the meaningfulness of what you're presenting. So the point is uh, we do have uh, uh, a really loyal fan base, uh, which we really need to turn into customers. so uh, they have expectation uh, in terms of uh, the experience they have uh, the look and feel uh, they see and touch uh, once they enter the store the product they see so everything that is in there should reflect their passion and uh, and I think that's the extreme part uh, of uh, a brand connection that every brand wants to want to have and I think it, all brands are striving for getting that uh, emotional connection with their customer base and the point is uh, give them what they want so for us it's even more more true. So one one learning is really pay attention to their voice, their needs, and try to really understand what are they looking for.
0: I suppose many of the factors that affect sales figures and footfall in your stores are things beyond your control. Things like the weather or whether the team has won or lost. How do you then maintain or get people in at the times when it's quiet? Yeah, there are two sets of factor.
1: One are the typical seasonalities of the retail business. Of course, I mean, uh, a quarter number four <laughs> is always uh, uh, the best one actually for us is quarter number two because we have a fiscal year that starts from uh, July 1st uh, because we follow the, the sport season. But apart from that, so apart from the typical seasonality of the retail business, uh, you were mentioning actually, yeah, either we win, we lose, uh, there's rain, there's not rain, there's traffic into the stadium, whatever. The point is, uh, Let's try to be as much independent as possible from uh, those things. So the point is, how can you actually be successful and sell more about your products and services, regardless of how the team is performing? So that's the key for us. Because uh, of course, uh, when you make a budget, uh, you cannot predict uh, how long, for example, Will your Champions League uh, experience last? Uh, mm. If you're going to win the, uh, the national championship uh, that well, particular year- Well, if you knew you wouldn't be writing because a budget,
0: you'd be going to the betting Yeah, shop. because sure. I mean, okay. uh, <laughs> it's
1: uh, it's interesting because it's sport uh, and uh, and uh, as they all say, you know, the ball is round and sometimes can go in and uh, it's a matter of mm. inches and can go out. So, and but, but that in or out means money, means emotions, means anger or means joy and means, can mean like jersey sold or jersey not sold. So the exercise where we've started to make in the past few years is really transforming ourselves from uh, a typical football club to a more global brand. So Basically, trying to get uh, all the values, the history. I mean, you were talking about the history, the heritage, the iconography, mm-hmm. uh, the big players. So, so uh, we're a club which is like 120 years old. So there's a lot of history, but there's a lot of future ahead. So the point is, uh, let's try to get all those values, uh, all that, all those things, and try to to mix them up and to propose them to our fans, but also to a new set of fans that we can go around and look for in order to be less and less dependent on the sport results. Of course, I mean, and I want to be clear here, we're in the sports business, so in the sport business, okay, it's important to participate, but it's even more important to win.
0: And for us, even more. You joined Juventus in 2015, were you always a fan? Was football your passion? No.
1: Really? No, it was not. Did uh, I come up in the interview? No, it is, it is not. No, um, it was <laughs> not. I mean, football was not my passion.
0: Yeah.
1: I haven't been into football at all. Uh, actually, I think the first year I got there, I wasn't, I mean, I, I knew that, of course, uh, they were playing like in Serie A, but uh, I didn't know that much about who was playing and whatever. But then, uh, I mean, there are two interesting things. The first one is that uh, once you're in, you're really into that passion. And so you become a fan. So I was able to acquire that set of emotions that come in working in, in, the, in the sport business and for a football club. So that's the good part of it. The other good part of not uh, having been like that much into football uh, allowed me the ability of uh, having seen things from another perspective. So it's a quite a regulated business one uh, and with people working in the industry for a long time. So sometimes you really get accustomed with a certain industry and you tend to think with that uh, sort of mindset. If you come from different experiences, uh, you're able really to bring... Uh, I don't know if good, but for sure, some different ideas and different perspective and see things from a different point of view. And that, I think, helped in the process of this transformation from a football club to a global brand. So having people coming from other industries, as I am and as other people, colleagues of mine, are, really helped in, in that
0: process. What do you think people often get wrong when they're trying to come up with an in-store experience? What advice can you give to people based on what you've seen or what you've done that they can avoid making obvious mistakes. So
1: sometimes we're really uh, self-referring uh, into thinking about the next big uh, in-store experience, uh, and maybe we are more uh, we're more focused on doing something great and disruptive or whatever, uh, without thinking of what actually the customer really wants. So, so the point, I mean, the advice I would give is. Uh, Let's think about uh, which is the customer need. So, well, what is he looking for? Maybe you get that that thing which is a like nice and easy solution, uh, really close to you. And the second thing is uh, try to measure which is the return of that of that experience, because otherwise, again, experiences are really uh, have the risk of tending to be really self referring as I was saying before. So, think about. Uh, what do they want uh, and uh, which is the return on that uh, and measure that in order to improve and improve. uh, Because if you want to have, let's say, a high rate of returns, uh, you need to have something which is uh, going
0: on and on. I just wonder, throughout your career, what you've seen as examples within companies, within brands, where they have really fostered the creativity among their staff and encouraged them to come up with ideas to create really good, in-store experiences? From the current experience at Juventus, uh, yeah, there is uh, encouragement,
1: especially in uh, my team. Uh, It is not just a matter of being creative per se, which is because, I mean, uh, creativity sits with agencies and so on, so we're marketing people, we're retail people. I I think that uh, the key is understanding what happens there. For example, I manage a department where you have uh, product, retail, e-commerce, brand development, brand management, and blah, blah, blah. So retail is just a part of my, let's say, daily activities. But the point is that, for example, I had uh, the whole team, even the ones working at purchasing whatever, going and spend one or two days in the store as uh, salespeople. So confronting with the customer, and and that I think is uh, the set of creativity you need to have. So creativity means also understanding uh, Who is your customer? What does he want? How does he behave? What is he looking for? So that can really turn into the creativity of coming up with good solutions. It's a matter of being creative in the way you think, in the way you can really add value to the whole chain, regardless of the job you're doing within the organization. My mental process uh, uh, doesn't allow me to get uh, immediate uh, Takeaways. I usually need, uh, in all the things I do, I usually need uh, like a couple of more, couple of days, uh, whenever it is and stuff to put them all together, write them down, and then come up with something meaningful. I think the the way of being uh, uh, innovative in what we're doing uh, and never stop and say, hey, I got like a plus 20% versus last year. Great. Uh, No, it's not great. Yeah, it could be greater. So let's really think of uh, how to improve the number year by year. So the point is, how do you do that? Uh, By innovating, by getting new ideas. So, and the other thing is, uh, if you focus too much on the more corporate
0: thing, then you lose sight of the consumer, which is the worst thing you can do. You've worked for some of the biggest brands in the world, Ferrari, Ferrero, Juventus. Fulfilled all your ambitions? Or is there anything else that you still in the future think, I quite like that challenge? Right now, I mean, yeah, ambitions are
1: never totally fulfilled. Otherwise, <laughs> then you, <laughs> then you stop. So many ambitions yet to fulfill. I think that uh, there's still a lot of things that we need to do at Juventus. So I really see a good path, and uh, it's the perfect environment for uh, trying out new things, expanding. So there's really uh, many things to do and uh, a lot of things to achieve. Uh, which are in line of uh, with, with my ambition. So it's a great place to be and a great place to continue and uh, yeah, and to go on. And then the
0: final ambition, of course, is maybe sitting in a beach somewhere. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Who wouldn't have that ambition? Well, but it's it's quite a thing. And, and what do you do to relax, you know, to switch off, give yourself some space to think and be creative? Stay with my kids, uh, play with them. Playing
1: is fundamental.
0: Are they football fans? Are they Juventus fans? Uh,
1: they're rugby players and football fans. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, I love the sea. Uh, I love to go, I mean, I go, I go sailing personally. Yeah. So I think that sailing is a great way to basically really leave the land, uh, mm. you know, uh, by all means, uh, and stay with yourself uh, and uh, really cut with uh, what's home, what's in the office and
0: whatever, and really have some time for yourself and, and recharge. Previously in your career before Juventus, you worked at Ferrari Maserati, at Ferrero. What did you find was different in the approach within each of those big global brands about the way they approach retail? I mean, if you talk about like Ferrari Maserati, retail is, uh, it is fundamental,
1: it is no direct to retail. I mean, you're in the luxury industry, but then you have to deal with dealers who are not controlled by yourself. So of course, uh, there's a typical situation of a long chain where you're selling a really high value item, if you want to call a Ferrari an item. <laughs> so the point is really, I think the real challenge is to, to get uh, all the values and uh, contents uh, which are within that uh, really extremely complicated product uh, to make it to the end to the customer. So how much is the customer perceiving about uh, the overall product? So a Ferrari Ferrari is a Jersey is a Jersey. So, I mean, you see that there is a a big difference, maybe the same emotion inside, but the point is really, so with the long chain, same goes with, uh, with Ferrero. I mean, Ferrero doesn't go, I mean, for direct retail, of course, it's distributed uh, worldwide, whatever. So there, the point is really uh, having a very strong, uh, corporate company culture and uh, a set of values, which has always been the same for many, many years uh, and uh, that made the, the company so successful and so trusted. So, but I think that the, the, the lesson you get from uh, the three of them, uh, it is really the power of the brand uh, behind all the operations. So if you're true to yourself, uh, if you're true in the contents you pass on to your customer base, whether it's customer, whether it's families, fans, friends, or whatever, being true to your heritage and to your promise makes you really trustworthy. And so at the end of the story, you can really monetize that part.
0: Okay. Uh, a very, very good point to end on. Uh, Silvio, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts and your ideas with us. Uh, Silvio Vigato there, who is uh, co-chief revenue officer and head of brand licensing and retail At Juventus. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Retail Exchange podcast. Subscribe online at the retailexchange.co.uk and join the debate on Twitter. Hashtag retail exchange. This episode is brought to you by retail transformation agency, Visual Thinking, in association with Retail Focus magazine. Thanks for listening.